0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Loeffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money. In way less time by doing the exact opposite, and I'm joined by my trusty sidekick, the lovely Ramon B., ladies and gentlemen. How do? How you doing? Well, we had a great photo session before we started. Well, we this. have in-studio guests, hot chicks. That's always good for a photo session, I think, isn't Photo it? ready. And very rare here. <laughs> hot <this> chicks <laughs> don't want to hang out with us normally. Uh, I like, this is true. We're woman repellent. That's why we're at the back of the studio, not in exactly front. Exactly, in the padded room.
1: And it's audio, not video.
0: And we have a caller, the lovely Julian Gluey. Is he photo He's ready? from Boca Raton. How are you, baby? Boca, baby! Yes, now, sir. now, you moved recently from the Canada, as I like to call it, to Boca, didn't you? I did, yes, indeed. And would you like it better in the Boca? Yes, of course. Nope. <laughs> of course. Canada's a dump, of course. Now, um... <laughs> And what part of Canada were you in?
2: In Montreal, so it's in Canada. It's French Canada.
0: French Canada. Now, wee uh, wee, oui, oui, as I like to say. Now, uh, Janine, you were on the show before. Yes, sir. You were in studio before.
1: In studio and out of studio. And both. we have
0: Kayla for the first time ever on the big podcast. My fearless agent debut. My fearless agent debut. (laughs) She's so demure. In real life, she's a a loudmouth, you know what, but that's beside the point. So, uh, Julian, you had a question that we were going to talk about that had something to do with real estate. Now, that's rare for us. Oh, wait a minute. We've got to do the headlines of the day. Do we really, though? No, but I think we're going to do the headlines. Let's do it anyway. Now, Julian's already heard. This was used uh, news, I think.
2: Oh, right
0: i feel the excitement normally we do news that you could use now this is used news that you could use i like that infotainment mm-hmm. yeah okay so did you hear that china now has the largest navy fleet did you know that ramon i did not know that yeah the good news is we now know which cartoon characters are the most offensive <laughs> so we're going to be able to compete just fine. Don't you worry about that. Under the great leadership that we have in our country. So Julian, uh, you come from a country with a leader that sucks too. Remember? Yes, of course. Yeah, the worst. Okay, he's even worse than our guy. I think. Yes. Yeah. Which is hard yeah, to do. for sure. So uh, uh, you were talking. We we were talking earlier on the phone. Now, what happens if you make a call to me? On a day that we do the podcast, you become a vic I mean, volunteer to be on the show. Kind of sad. Bad timing. Horrible timing. I think it's that, great timing. pleasure. Yeah, we think it's great timing. <laughs> Less for us to do. That's right. We don't have to think. And then Ju- and then uh, Janine would be talking about her cryotherapy or God knows what. And then and then uh, Kayla has how many Christmas trees do you have at your house for Christmas?
2: Maybe fifteen. That's
0: a fun fact, right? Can you imagine that? <laughs> 15. fifteen Christmas trees. Do they all have presents under them? Oh, they have everything. It's crazy. So out disappointing of that you never come and visit in December when we're putting. What these about up. now? What about the shoes? How many pairs of shoes do you own? Is this pick on Blunt Day? No. Yeah. I have over four hundred pairs. Four hundred. Yeah, Mel Melda Marcos of the Fearless Agent podcast. Oh <laughs> my goodness gracious. <laughs> This is where we bear our soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Shoes and help in real estate.
0: Julian, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Uh, I think I
2: have nine, and that's too many. That, that sounds powerful.
0: normal. That's, so a, that's a normal that's guy a normal, number. Uh, yeah. and, and here's the thing. I'll bet seven of those pairs of shoes are completely wore out, and he will never wear them again. Am I right?
2: Uh no, actually, I, but I have my biking shoes, soccer oh. shoes. That, that, that's why I have so. What many. What was the second shoes? one? Surfing what? shoes? No, soccer.
0: Oh, soccer. Soccer shoes. Soccer. Yeah, I can honestly say I have no soccer shoes.
2: At least five of those pair. Two of them will be exactly the
1: same because they loved the pair the first time, so they bought the exact same one <laughs> the second time.
0: Happens. Right. Right. I'm, I'm that way. The hey dudes. I like something, I'll get 10 of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about real estate. Finally, let's talk about real estate. What What was your question, Julian, that you had earlier?
2: Uh, due to my situation, my personal situation here, I decided I would have to do buyers, and then I want to have investors from Canada, hopefully,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: from Argentina, where I'm originally from.
0: Argentina.
2: And I needed a good example to show them, like, uh, this is what you could buy. Is what you could break it for and you know start from there
0: so in the fearless agent uh, investor presentation it lays out six or seven principles uh, to investing in real estate to which there are never any exceptions so you learn those and then you show that so so basically uh, what you want to do you know people would call me like a buyer On a uh, sign call or an ad call or internet lead or something like that, they call me. And then I'd say, are you looking for a house to actually live in or are you somebody who's thinking of of investing in real estate to get rich? So um, I once said that to a lady and she said, uh, no, I'm actually looking – to invest to get rich and she goes, and that's the best question any real real estate agent has ever asked me. I go, Oh, well thank you, you know. And I was kinda busy and I, I said, Listen, I, I can I call you is there any way I could call you back? I was in the middle of something, you caught me at a weird time. So I said, what's your name? She goes, My name is Kim Kiyosaki and it turned out to be Robert Kiyosaki's wife. I end up being on their infomercial, playing my Bob the Realtor on on the infomercial mm-hmm. and then being and then they have this little cash flow game. Are you are you familiar with that, Julian?
2: I did play once, yes.
0: Yeah. So the uh, uh, so in the video that comes with the game, I'm I'm there playing Bob the Realtor, and my clients were in it, and it was uh, it was fun. So you never know by asking the right question who you might meet. So uh, and they filmed it in my listing and all that kind of stuff. But the uh, that house that we filmed that in would be the perfect rental property. Uh, fits all the categories. So uh, what you want to do is locate in Fort Lauderdale, uh, which is an affordable market by Florida standards. And uh, you want to find a 1960s, first rule is the type of property has to be correct. So when you get rich in real estate, you don't get rich on positive cash flow. That keeps people poor. It's appreciation that makes people rich. So you're looking for something – the neighborhood that was built in the 1960s, which would make it close to downtown where the, all all the areas are built in the 1960s, not on the hood side of town but the good side of town, that has doubled in value more times than any other uh type of property or any other age of property. So that's going to be the safest bet for them. And you want something normal. You, know, you want three bedrooms, not two. You want two bathrooms, not one. You want a normal size lot like 7,500 square foot lot in a homogenous neighborhood where someplace where families would live because renters with kids will stay with you forever because kids make you broke forever. I think we know this to be true, don't we? You've seen kid, people with kids Uh, You can't save money if you have children and and they're not going to um, do bad things. You know, single 25-year-old guys uh, uh, remove load-bearing walls in the middle of the night when they bail out and don't pay the rent. But families don't do that. So you're looking for the family tenants. So you want to just drive around uh, Fort Lauderdale. So go to downtown Fort Lauderdale, which has kind of a big, uh, they have big high skyscrapers there, if I'm not, if I recall. Mm-hmm. I was just there. That's true. And then, uh, and, and that's also by the ocean. Now, for those of you tuning in, are there people tuning in? Never. Y- okay. Yes. But if we ever had somebody tuned in, you know, you're here, you're not tuning in.
1: <laughs> I'm locked in.
0: She, she's going to be turned in later. That's all I can tell you. Um, but – and and, and Julian, you're wondering, why is Bob hanging out with these chicks? I'm wondering that myself. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> and where are your husbands?
1: That's the scary part. They we're, actually knowingly they left They were
0: at breakfast you. with us. We were going to come here and then they bailed because they said that we mm-hmm. want no part of this. Okay. Right, right. So, so when you're close to the ocean, uh, the appreciation rate is higher than if you're farther from the ocean. But if you're in a town with no ocean, like Oklahoma City, last time I checked, no ocean. Am I right?
1: Correct. No ocean. So we're in the
0: middle. You couldn't get farther from an ocean, really.
1: We're we're pretty centrally located. Route sixty six.
0: (laughs) Okay, so if um, if you, let's say you were in Oklahoma City. Then you would go to downtown Oklahoma and you would look to your right, look to your left, look straight ahead, look behind you. And one of those directions you're looking at is going to be what I like to call the hood. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So in
0: Oklahoma City, if I want to go the hood, which side of town generally is that? So It's the side you always take me to when I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: city has built from the south to the north.
0: Too long a story. Which side is the hood?
1: (laughs) So the north is Newer.
0: Okay, so the north (laughs) – so is it fair to say the south – if I was going to find a guy uh, uh, wearing no shirt with his baseball hat on backwards, wearing Levi's, riding a girl's bicycle, I could buy crack in that neighborhood, would I be going south of downtown? Yes, okay. So north (laughs) is better than south. Which is better, east or west? Or the west. Okay, so northwest tends to be better. So you would look for the 1960s neighborhoods. That would be the oldest neighborhoods and it would be where you would get the least for your money. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for where could I possibly pay the most to get the least. That's, that's the part that is appreciated the most. So in uh, in my town, it would be South Scottsdale. Uh, and in your town – you, and you're kind of new there, Julian. Do you know which part of Fort Lauderdale would be that way, the good part?
2: Yeah, I have an idea.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I, what you want to do is identify that area, and then and then uh, figure out what. So, write this down. So, and everybody tuning in, all all three of you, uh, write down fifteen hundred square foot, three bedroom, two bath house built in nineteen sixties neighborhoods, on a seventy five hundred square foot normal size lot in very average condition. What would that sell for? And I think that would sell for in uh, Kayla's and Janine's town for three hundred thousand dollars. Does that sound right?
1: And probably about two fifty to three.
0: Okay. So in in my neighborhood, I think that would probably be. I'm going to guess four hundred thousand, maybe. And then not in my neighborhood, but in my town. And then um, Julian, do you know, do you have any idea what that would sell for there? It would be around four fifty. Four fifty. Let's do math. What happens when we do math? Here's what happens. Math,
1: math is so much fun. So much fun for everyone. Math. math. Yeah, math. math.
0: Okay, so Julian, yours yours is four hundred thousand today. Okay, nothing ice's the crowd like doing math on the air. Am I right? Nothing like math on radio. People aren't going to tune into a station called Math Radio. Hold it's up not going to happen. Hold up your calculator to the microphone so we can hear it clicking. Oh, OK. Well, you know, my calculator doesn't click. It's um, got the softest keys. No. It also barely works, but that's beside <laughs> the point. So if these numbers are all screwed up, that's what happened. So that house in 1960, I'm going to guess in Fort Lauderdale, probably cost $20,000. OK? So then it doubled in value and went to forty. Then it doubled in value and went to 80. Then it doubled in value and went to 160. Then 320. And then it will double in value again, but it has already doubled one, two, three, four times. And then in my, my neighborhood and yours um, is about the same. Fort Lauderdale and Scottsdale are sim- similar, I think, in price wise. Does that sound right, mm-hmm. Julian?
2: I don't know in your town, but yeah. If you say so. Yeah, in
0: your I, town does that sound right, that's what I meant.
2: It's easy if I say yes, so yes, of course. Well
0: Always agree with the host and make him look smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Ramon too, why not? Ramon I'm here. He, well. Ramon is smart actually. I'm no, faking but out of experience uh, you're you're right. I don't
2: know how you do it. But, yeah.
0: So I, I, let's fact, let's assume safe, I'm uh, right and, and it's four hundred thousand. So that means you'd have a total gain over that many years, which is 1960 to 2025. So I'm going to do math again. So I'm going to take 19 – I'm going to take uh, 2022 minus 19 – oops, I screwed up. 2022, 1960 minus, and that's 62 years. No wonder I'm so old. I was alive then. So, then over 62 years, you've had a total gain of $380,000. Okay? So, if I take the $380,000, and this is what you would do with your client on the house they own, like the house they grew up in. That's what you're going to want to do. Cuz then they've said, "Oh, that happened to me." You're not saying, "Oh, this will happen to you." You're saying, "It already did happen to you. How rich, how many of those do you wish you had bought?" So, $380,000 divided by 62 years is a 6,000 annual gain roughly. Okay? So let's say that in Nineteen sixty, you had purchased that as a rental property. So, if you you would have taken your twenty thousand dollars and let's say you put thirty percent down uh, to get a break-even cash flow back then, just like you're going to do now, that means you would have put six thousand down. Okay. So, the reality is that's that's a one hundred percent annual rate of return which is pretty good when you compare it to your mutual fund or some of the other stuff that people invest in. So uh, that also does not take into account the magic free money that is equity buildup, because you do have the uh, tenant paying down your loan. And then you also get tax benefits from the federal government for being a landlord. So when you add that, that that turns out to be a kind of a built-in 15% annual rate of return. So you're looking at about 115% annual rate of return. Now, I'm taking a very long period of time, which takes the ups and downs out of the market, which is the value of that. So I could pick you know, the last um, 10 years, cherry pick the best the best decade and make the numbers look good i i recommend you don't do that so if you notice in the investor presentation i believe i picked in 1989 to 1999 so it had about five of the worst years and then five pretty good years so it's kind of an average decade is is so if you can find the um Mm -hmm you got to do a little math on that particular area, so the actual sales prices now and, and those years too, and then, uh, then you're demonstrating to the buyer the area, the history of the rate of return in the area that you're recommending that he invests in now, he or she. But what really sells them on doing it is taking the house they grew up in. So let's let's say that was my – in fact, that was my house. The house I grew up in was that. It was uh, 1965. It was $20,000 and that house today would probably be about $800,000. So that would be a very good investment. So I, I – and then you would say – so if you had bought your house – uh, as an investment, this is what your rate of return would be. So the question is how many of those houses do you wish you had bought in 1960? So and, – and investors tend to be older. You know, The average age of a real estate investor is probably 70 because young people are broke. I don't know if you noticed that but uh, – most 50-year-olds in America are too broke to invest in real estate. So the investor – and the, and people are much richer at age 70 than they are at age 50, like insanely richer. Did that answer any of your questions? That was a long story with a lot of math for maybe no apparent reason.
1: Yes, but then I have
0: a – Janine's texting, so for you. she's so bored she's on her phone texting.
1: I was doing my own numbers. Oh, okay. There. Just trying to check. Oh, the, we're going to um, run fact,
0: your numbers later. Fact-checking. Don't you worry about it. Go ahead, Julian. What did you say?
1: So I, I always have these
2: questions on, in my mind, and let's say... That's where most people have questions. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in their mind. Mm-hmm.
2: That would be for another podcast. So in 1960, that house was the artistry of town, and yet appreciated and doubled in, time, in price many times. Over you know, a, yes, here's
0: here's why you want that part of town because the houses that are any older than that, mm-hmm. even though they would have a a much higher rate of return, your rate of return is the only thing that matters when you're an investor. If you have if you ever an investor say I want to have positive cash flow, I know they're not cut out to be an investor. No investor cares about anything other than rate of return and safety. You know, not not being high risk. So this is the lowest risk kind of guaranteed nothing could ever go wrong with the highest rate of return except the only thing that would be better would be like a 1950s neighborhood you know like early 50s or or 40s or 30s or 20s but what happens when you get into those houses the way they build houses today is almost identical to the way they build them in 1958 but it's It's drywall over over uh two by fours basically, but in nineteen fifty three they were smearing plaster over chicken wire, and if you have like a plumbing problem behind the wall, you're chiseling crap out, and it's a nightmare so and they have crawl spaces and weird you know it was just weird, so modern construction really has not changed much um since nineteen fifty eight but if you go back to nineteen fifty four which is only four years earlier. Things are wildly different, and and you and I think that opens up a can of worms. And you, also, your rate of return isn't going to be that much greater. But if you go to nineteen, and you can go to nineteen eighty also, you know nineteen eighty. But when you start getting into the nineties, it gets uh, a lower rate of return. Although the buy-in would be much more affordable for a uh, investor with less money. But you always want to. You always want to recommend the best thing, and then back them off from there in your in your presentation.
2: But if there are reasons for, for what uh, what's newer will not appreciate the same way, the, yeah. There's the four. Years. There's <laughs> the four
0: big lies that get. If you go to an investor club, a real estate investing club, which I have many times, they tell the same lies over and over over. It's a complete load of crap. So one of one of them is you want to be in the path of growth, okay? So uh, newer appreciates faster than older. Uh, the absolute opposite is true. I don't know where these crazy things get started, but you know I would go to these clubs and I'd hear somebody say that, and I'd say you know it's funny I I've lived in this town since 1958. I I kind of know what things self and I've been in real estate a while and i know that's not true and 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 they'd say that you know you got to have condos got to have positive cash flow got to have this or multifamily is the other satanically stupid thing and i i think i that's provably not true i have a calculator we can do the math i know the history you can it's figure outable and uh, but i don't know why they just keep repeating these things that are not true um other than they don't know what they're talking about and they want to sound like an expert, I guess, but they're they're clearly wrong. So you just want to make sure that you follow the principles of the fearless agent investor presentation and then nobody's ever going to get hurt, even in a bad market. You know, that's the other thing. The outskirts of town, and you could look at, um, like Oklahoma would be a good, Oklahoma City would be a good example of this. Back during 2008, all the... All the foreclosures were like in a ring, like a giant donut around the city. The outskirts of town plummets in value, the most and first luxury also plummets in value, first and the most. So you you see people they'll buy, um, especially like in Fort Lauderdale, you'd, you'd see houses selling in two thousand, um, you know six, for twenty million dollars. And then two years later, they're selling for $10 million. They went down in value half. And that happens to condos. It happens to multifamily. But it never happens to single-family homes in the 1960s neighborhood. It's like an insurance policy against a bad market. So it's pretty hard to go wrong with that.
1: Great information, Bob. Hey, look at that. (laughs) She's back from her cell phone.
0: (laughs) I paid her to say that, but she took her a while. Did you notice? (laughs)
1: No, I'm mesmerized. It's good. No, it she's, is good, she's though. She's been makes
0: hypnotized.
1: Sense. Yes, it's good, it's good sense.
0: Now, what year was your house built? I've um, been in your house.
1: Yeah, it's about 15 years old. And long. it was in
0: the middle of the night, and she didn't know I was there. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have two dogs. You've got Elvis and Louie, or what's the other dogs? There? Elvis Lee <laughs> and Ol- Oliver Lee. Oliver Lee and Elvis Lee.
1: That's right. They're named that's right. after
0: we're paying homage to uh, Kathy Lee and Regis Lee.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Julian, do you have a dog?
1: No, I don't. No, okay. I
0: don't. Well, when you get a dog, it must have a first, middle, and last name, and the middle name must be Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay, like oh, Sandy what? Lee McAllister is my, you know, super doggy's name.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very sweet super doggy. How do we
0: get off on that? T- oh, your house. What what year was it built?
1: Um, about fifteen years ago. So. Okay,
0: so that's newer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not that's a lovely place to live. Like my, my neighborhood is like that. I would. It, it's a great place to live really wouldn't be the best for investing mm-hmm. so uh you live where you want to live but your your money has to live where the where the rate of return and the appreciation rate is It'd be is a longer term
1: payout in a newer house you won't live that
0: long is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> unless, jerry, unless you're doing some cryotherapy now jerry was oh my god remember when we talked about the cryotherapy so julian you know what cryotherapy <laughs> is I'm not sure. I know you know what therapy is. That's a separate issue. We're going to get past that. But, but so I go to uh, Oklahoma City to visit Janine and Jerry. And then Janine says, Bob, take, we're going to go to my cryotherapy. And I go, okay. So we go there. And then she takes off all her clothes, which is the only good part of this story, actually. <laughs> takes off all her clothes and gets into this tank. And it was 300 degrees below zero, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. 300 degrees below zero. Now, if it's seventy degrees, I'm putting a sweater on. You know, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: so she gets in this thing, and then uh, the chick that was working there, mm-hmm. I said uh, to her, "I go, this seems like the dumbest thing in the world." She goes, "Yeah, I know, but they pay money for it." <laughs> <laughs> was she? There's clothed? Tons of benefits. She, she was fully clothed. Fully clothed.
1: Of yeah. yeah, it's a lot uh, more comfortable than an ice bath.
0: See, there you go. It's like saying, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, playing golf—it's a lot more fun than a car wreck, car wreck. <laughs> uh, what, what is that? Is that the same process where they have like Ted Williams' head floating in? Yeah, floating your up? head floats out.
1: Yeah, so I we believe boat.
0: they did have Ted's head. Yeah, because
1: all Bob saw just f- for the so all three viewers can know this or he
0: listeners all three <laughs> listeners
1: <laughs> that you only saw my head. We have no viewers.
0: <laughs> I did. I did not see her naked. That's true. Because I'm in the tube. Yeah, in yeah, a, a tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the smoke. Julian, uh, the moral of the story is I'm recommending against it.
1: <laughs>
2: in case you I missed it. Your
0: yeah. But
1: the return on investment is you live longer if you do cryotherapy because it has so many health benefits.
0: Yeah, and you were in there for three minutes, mm-hmm, right? right? And then you live three minutes longer and you were freezing your butt off for those three minutes.
1: It makes he- no sense. Headstands also prolong your life. Three minutes a day, inversion, headstand. Uh, I go to
0: the gym mm-hmm.
1: Pro- Prolongs your life too
0: I go to the gym That has ashtrays On the treadmills You know Slow <laughs> impact But I use that stare uh, What's it called The stare uh, Oh stare at the hot chicks That's what it's called <laughs> Yeah See that prolongs my life That's nice Huh Silence No I was going to say Remote You've been remote. the crowd speechless. went Mild Okay I know So there is that Alright Julian Did we ever even Come close to Answering your question
2: Yes, except for this existential doubt that in the 1960s, those houses were the outer skin of town, and they really appreciated, and the cities will continue to grow, right?
0: Yes, but you're, you're comparing it to, uh, you've got to compare apples to apples. So in, the, in any town, what you're looking for is the highest rate of return, not the lowest. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, of course. And in every town, the closer you get to downtown. By the way, all of those houses built in 1960 that cost $20,000 when they were built, all of their value was the same. So if you if you take a 1960 house just like that um, for, versus one in Oklahoma City or versus one in uh, the hood in L.A., uh, which of those three houses, those three choices—Fort Lauderdale, the Hood in AA, or um, uh, no, Oklahoma—which I mean, which would be mo- more expensive? And the answer is they're all the same. None of them yeah, would have no, a different this, value. The houses all went down in value. Only the land underneath. But the land underneath LA has gone up so much that that crappy house would be 1.2 million dollars or 1.4. Exactly. Yeah. So no, the farther the you is. get from L.A., the lower the price is. You get more for your money, but you get a lower rate of return. It's like positive cash flow. The more positive cash flow you have, the lower your rate of return is. And investors only care about rate of return. So you just can't violate those principles. And it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you're in mind, tiny brains can't understand it it doesn't matter it's still true it's like gravity i don't know why it works but i know i'm not going to jump off the building yeah yeah it'll it'll never let you down (laughs) density it's really density is what you're looking for so when you look on google maps and it gets like wide open spaces out at the edge that's where you're going to be broke and and yes in a hundred years, that will have a high rate of return, but it still won't be as high as it will be in that 1960s neighborhood. That'll never. That's
2: change. the point. It's, uh, the cl- no, no, exceptions. We cl- won't live long fast, enough
0: to see faster. that, but it will happen someday. But, but it it won't matter.
2: It's With also, cryotherapy, you could live.
0: Cryotherapy long is to... a bad idea in any year, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. No, it's 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 satanically stupid.
1: Reduces inflammation, helps with giving more positive endorphin feeling, decreases depression. This Mindful is called is-
0: features and benefits, which is not how to sell. <laughs> See, the way that now she wanted to sell, say, say, if there was a magic way that you could live three minutes longer by stepping into a 300 degree below zero air bath, mm-hmm. would you do it? The answer would still be no. No one would say yes, would they? Except you. But
1: it might be three minutes, more than three minutes that your life would be extended. How
0: did you get talked into it?
1: Well, I experienced
0: the benefits of it. How did you get talked into it the first time? Oh,
1: originally, I was having some uh, pain that I needed uh, treatment for.
0: Where on your body was the pain?
1: At the time, it was in my abdomen.
0: Okay. Yeah. How about Pepto-Bismol? Did anybody think of that? (laughs) Something simple. <laughs> I like quit eating Mexican food. I I, I just don't understand. The three hundred degrees below zero is the first thing that pops. Pepto in will only extend your life by two minutes, not three.
1: Right, and you That's turn true. pink.
0: Julian, are you even glad you know me now? Absolutely. Every okay. day. Okay. Okay.
1: Julian, we're so glad to have you on the show with us today.
0: Hey, Julian, uh, (laughs) now you've endured fearless agent coaching for a while. What would your recommendation be to somebody if they were considering signing up for fearless agent coaching today? This will be a shameless plug. Can we do the shameless plug thing for Julian? Oh, yeah. Time for Bob Loeffler's Shameless Plug! Okay, go ahead, Julian. Just do it.
1: Oh, like Nike. And we're back.
0: (laughs) See, he's not killing a bunch of time. I like that. He's keeping it brief. All right. So, once again. no, Go ahead, Julian. Uh,
2: yeah, it's absolutely worth it. I'm really happy I got to know you. And even though I am mentally ill and have my issues.
0: Oh, he's got issues.
2: Happy I, you should I'm see
0: happy. the chicks I'm in the studio with. You want to see issues? Holy <laughs> crap. And by the way,
2: I extended my life by living in Montreal, you
0: know, those weeks. Yeah, you were freezing your butt life. off for free in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just done
1: that. <laughs>
0: Goodness gracious. I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. And you, were you running around naked, though? Because that's the key element. To getting arrested, not living longer. (laughs) All right. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly anytime, toll-free day or night at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. If you're a real estate company owner and you are recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were, Give me a call after watching my video at FearlessAgentRecruiting.com. And until next week, do what we always do. We always have fun, right, Janine? Yes, sir. We always are humble, right, Kayla? Yes, sir. And we're always going to be fearless. Thanks, gang.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day.